Welcome to the Crimson Circle. This is a very, very special monthly meeting on the 4th of July. And I don't know what's happened, but our audience is clearly celebrating with us. Please, could we have a shot of our audience? And let's audience, say hello to everybody listening in online over this camera right here. Happy July 4th. Happy Woo! freedom, sovereignty, independence. <laughs> and so it is. Okay, so uh, I, thank you, everyone. Uh, afterwards, we're going to be enjoying the beer and the barbecue and uh, just being together, Celebrate. hanging around for everybody online. Join us energetically. Uh, we would appreciate that and just add to the festivities. Okay. So now, to make sure there's no problems with Adamus wandering around, everyone is taking off their crown of liberty. And uh, at, we're right now, we're almost ready for Jeffrey Hoppe channeling, presumably, Adamus Saint-Germain. But who knows who's going to hijack the channel, really between Jeff and the entity. But I think we're all ready for this. So at this point, mm -hmm. I'd like to ask all of you here in this room and those of you all over this planet that are listening in to take that good, deep, conscious breath, that deep, deep breath of life, the breath that tells your body you choose life. There's no formula for this breath. It's simply taking the good, deep breath. And as you breathe, we all invite the energies of this channel, this charisma, to come through for all of us. And I invite you, as you breathe, to open your senses so that you can breathe and feel and hear and touch the beauty in this room. And as, as Adamas comes in, I'd like to invite you, there's music that's going to play. And this special music and video is dedicated to all the incredible relationships and experiences that we have as part of the Crimson Circle and Chambra. So breathe with this. Allow the magic of all our relationships to flow through you. Breathe and allow. of love is long and boring No one can lift the damn thing It's full of charts and facts and figures And instructions for dancing But I
music in it In fact that's where music comes from Some of it's just transcendental Some of it's just really dumb But I I love it when you sing to me And you You can sing me anything flowers and heart-shaped boxes and things we're all too young to know but I I I love it when you give me things and you you are to give me Wedding rings And I I love it When you give me things And you You want to give me Wedding I am that I am, Adamus of St. Germain. Dear Linda Visa, mention, who's coming in today? Who's coming in? Is it going to be Adamus in your face? Is it going to be St. Germain, gentle, deep, loving? Who's it going to be? Well, that's an interesting question, because the answer is always the same. It's you. It's you coming in. This is your time. This is our gathering. The music plays. Beautiful, beautiful music for a change. Beautiful music plays today, and you come in, distracted by some pictures, some music. That's when you settle in, and you allow you safe space, beautiful environment, surrounded by other loving beings. You come in, 
say, let's do it. Let's move to that next level. Let's shed some things that needed shedding a long time ago. Let's pretend we're listening to something, but let's really just allow it. After a couple months now of being together, let's allow oh, the crazy outside world, all the noise and all the commotion will ever get better. No. Let's just allow in this 90 minutes or more that we spend together. So it's you. I'll come in with um, oh, a variety of different faces or acts, acts of my consciousness. Today, it's a beautiful combination of Adamus and Saint Germain, but mostly you. So detect during the day as we go through. When is it Adamus? When is it Saint Germain? I'll give you a clue. It's not going to be always at the most appropriate moment that it's Adamus. Adamus, the Adam energy, not Adam like the guy, but the Adam Cadman energy, the template of humans on Earth. has nothing to do with masculine or feminine, but it is the Adam. It is Adamus. Adamus, Adam, all of us, all of you who have taken on human form, gone into this journey. Ah, what an amazing journey it is. And here we are, July 4th, 2015. Such an honor. Uh, July 4th rings special for me. It's actually July 2nd, but let's not mess with historic details. But July 4th, always special. Why? Because I was instrumental in helping to create this great country. Uh, and even if you're not from the United States of America, uh, this isn't a patriotic rant. I don't believe so much in patriotic rants. What it was was a new potential, a potential for freedom and sovereignty, having nothing to do um, implied, having nothing to do about governments, but your freedom and sovereignty. And you've come here from all over the world, your ancestors, all over Europe, South America, Asia, everywhere around the world to be here to allow something called freedom. Has it worked? To a large degree, yes. The world's infinitely different than it was back in 1776, light years ahead in terms of respect and equality, and you're seeing it more and more every day all around the world. It's contagious right now, this whole thing of freedom. As you know from when I came in after dear, dear Tobias left, I said, this is about freedom. It's what's going on in the world if you want to know why the energies are doing what they're doing. It's all about freedom. Some people are ready for it. Many are not. Some people love the word and the concept, but they're not ready to put it into their lives. Freedom requires tremendous responsibility. It's freedom from everything, as we'll get into today. It's not just freedom from taxes. It's not just freedom from uh, religion, even, or politics. It's your freedom from yourself, with yourself. 
those who rant on about government freedom, they should stop for a moment and take a look. Are they free within themselves? It has nothing to do with conspiracies, businesses, governments, religions, or anything else, because one can be free even in the greatest density of all of those other factors. You can be in prison and be absolutely free. It's actually a tremendous experience being imprisoned and having to find your freedom. Tremendous experience. Life will never be the same. I was instrumental in working with those back in Europe, particularly the ones you know as the Freemasons, to create this place of freedom. It wasn't the only place, actually. There are a number of places, Australia in particular, other countries around the world. I don't want to get into the list because you're going to start comparing, but this was one of the places. It had the appropriate energies. It had the appropriate intentions. So it started to come together. Thirteen colonies, thirteen original colonies. and. Of course, the number 13, not bad at all. Actually, it's a very, very sacred number. But it's gotten its bad rap, Friday the 13th. Uh, So many of you know, where did Friday the 13th come from? Why 13th? Well, it had to do with the Knights Templar, who were called to various locations in Europe on a Friday the 13th, long, long time ago, on behalf of the, the Church and the governments, uh, called to, uh, to a meeting, to a grand gathering and celebration, and executed on that day. So ever since, Friday the 13th has had this reputation, this energy around it. Most don't understand that. They just hear Friday the 13th. They're superstitious. Thirteen, a beautiful number. Thirteen colonies started United States of America. And the Declaration of Independence, which actually wasn't called that at the time it was written and signed, the Declaration of Independence actually voted on by the Continental Congress at the time, voted on on July 2nd, not July 4th. But July 4th had a little better numerological date. So. And it was finally ratified, the final drafts. But there were certain things in it. And again, I was there, um, embodied, kind of, working with the Founding Fathers. Also, a large, large influence that uh, I and the Freemasons had in developing this. And one of the most common phrases uh, in, in consciousness right now all men are created equal. Actually, it wasn't the original wording. The wording that we wanted was later changed. Was wording we wanted was all beings are created equal. But you see, the founding fathers were all men, so it said all men are created equal. Actually, in the original version, I had uh, written. All beings are created equal, but some just have more karma than others. Uh, that, that was cut out, of course. That's very true. All souled beings are equal. Equal in opportunity, 
equal in potential, equal in their freedom. But many carry a lot of karma. Karma from their past lives, karma from their ancestors, karma from society. A lot of them carry that and therefore don't give themselves the true freedom that they really deserve. The discussion of karma goes way back to the time of Tobiah, saying, it's just a belief. It's not real. It's not out there in the cosmos. Nobody's keeping track. There are really no Akashic records recording all this. One is free of their karma the moment they let go of it. Well, you can have the worst rap sheet in, in the world. You can have lifetime and lifetime of bad deeds. And the moment you say, I release that burden, that karma, I release it, guilt-free. It's a hard thing to do when you feel bad about yourself, when you have hurt other people, when you've hurt yourself. It feels almost irresponsible. But it's actually the most responsible thing you can do, because the moment you let go of your karma, the moment you let go of your perceptions of the past, it changes the future potential. Like Tobias said, the future is the past healed, released. So the Founding Fathers, also uh, in writing the original document, uh, put in a line that all beings have the, the right to the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. Actually, the original version – and it got changed, of course – the original version is, all beings have the non-alien right <laughs> because, you see, aliens should not be interfering with humans and with the human way. What do they know about the human journey? All beings have the non-alien right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of enlightenment. And the pursuit of enlightenment. It was actually Benjamin Franklin who said, I, I, don't, I don't like that word so much. Enlightenment, what does it mean? How will, how will people perceive this? And uh, of course, he wanted to change it to happiness. And I said, Ben. <laughs> I did. I really did. That <laughs> Ben, what is happiness anyway? And Ben got a big smile on his face. Now, Ben was a bit of a hedonist. He loved the food, the drink, the ladies, anything that tickled his big old pleasure center. And he got a big smile on his face. Happiness. He said, everybody will know what that means. So it was changed. Afterwards, I said, Ben, just go fly a kite. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't like that change that was put in there, but it is what it is. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And if you believe my stories, I love you. <laughs> Mostly true, though. I truly was there. Masons, the Freemasons, had an incredible influence in this, the founding of this country about freedom. Freedom. I'll come back to it from what we talked about years ago, got so many people upset. Are you ready for it? Your own freedom from how you perceive yourself, the limitations of your self-perception. Freedom has nothing to do with the outside world. Freedom 
is a very personal thing within yourself, free to be you, free of the guilt or the shame or the burden of the past. You get past that, there is no government, there is no religion, there is no neighborhood or anyone that can tell you how to live. You simply go out of that algorithm. I'll talk about that later. So here we are on July 4th, 2015. Here we are, here you are, in realization, not in pursuit, but realization of your life, how you want to create it, liberty and enlightenment. Let's take a good deep breath with that. Amazing energies just flowing through right now. Okay, let's begin. Hmm. <laughs> so, in our last shout, said, What's holding you back? Why did you wait? Why did you wait for the enlightenment? What was it? And I said, Really, once you get it, just a few words, once you get it, you'll allow it. What did you feel? What, when you left here, did you even remember? No, probably not. But let's go around anyway, very quickly, with the microphone. Why did you wait? And, and I'm going to tell you something right now. Linda's going to hand somebody the microphone, and they're going to freak out, <laughs> whoever gets it. Stop for a moment. Don't think about it. Just say whatever comes out of your mouth, just as long as it's not too long. Just say it, because you already know it. You start thinking about it, and you start giving me a Machio answer, and then the energies get all weird. Just say it. Why did you wait? Linda, we'll just do four. Why did you wait, David? Well, actually, I really loved uh, Jeff's uh, comment earlier, addicted to life. Yes. Um, Good. I mean, that does resonate with me. Yes. And then the other part, it's an and, is that uh, I wanted to not just get enlightenment and leave, yes. but to actually really, really enjoy life for the first time. Good. Excellent answers. Excellent. Next. Why did you wait? Linda's on the prowl. Why did you wait? Um, the reason that came to me was to be here at this time, specifically at this time. Okay. And what about this time? That it's magical. Well, to under yes. Yeah, to understand. And yeah, to well, but it was also magical, you know, no. another lifetime <laughs> or two or three ago. That was yeah. pretty cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. magical. Okay, Are you, do you have magic in your life? Uh, no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Not at this time. Okay, but we're waiting. Uh, yes. Wow. You know, I, I've been off in the future, and I see in about the year uh, 2077, it's <laughs> a really a magical time, and you could wait and come back for that. No. No. You want it now? Yeah. How are you going to do, do it? Now. How are you going to do it? Surrender. Surrender allow. to what? To myself. Good. Well, let's call it allowing. Surrender allowing. sounds so right. submissive. Well, yeah. Uh, beat me, beat me. <laughs> <laughs> allowing. Allowing. Good. And feeling the allowance within me. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Two more. Why did you wait?
Why did you wait? What, I, what came to me was that I waited. I didn't trust myself. Okay. Do you trust yourself now? I'm trusting myself more and more. That's not what I asked. Yes, I do. Because more and more and more goes on forever and forever and forever. I do trust myself. Good. I like that. Even if you don't believe it, because beliefs are rather thin and false, even if you don't believe it, act it. Just – I like this – act it. Okay. And, and then you know what? Uh, you'll, it is. You'll see later – then it is. There is there are, I'm going to talk about algorithms later and how that all happens. Good. I love it. One more. I haven't gotten the answer yet, but we're getting some good answers. Well, the answer, by the way, is the Adama's answer. <laughs> yes? Why did you wait? I'm hanging out for the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hate to tell you, the cow is dead. Um, probably fear. Fear? Yeah. Yep. That's good. Fear, fear of what? Fear of leaving physical. Yeah. And uh, well, you've done it plenty of times. Yeah. You're about to do it, uh, not right away, but <laughs> later. Later. Uh, and, and fear of what, what do you think happens over there? I think it's fear of not finishing up on this side. Ah, uh, here we go. <clears throat> now, in the fear of not finishing. Yeah. <clears throat> What's there to finish? Well, I have no clue. <laughs> no. So do you see the problem this causes? Because I'm, you know, you're actually very accurate and, and very open about it. Not finished. There's that. That's one of the addictions to life we're going to talk about in August. I'm not finished. Finished with what? I don't know. But you're not finished. Yeah. Don't you think that would just go on forever and ever and ever and ever? And it does. It's an addiction to life. Yes. Good. Yep. Thank you. So I asked the question, why did you wait? My answer, if I had the microphone, which I do, my answer would be, I didn't. I didn't. That's kind of a, kind of a little bit of foolery, but I didn't. I'm living and I'm experiencing. I'm a human going through uh, challenges, but going through an, an amazing awakening that's already occurred that Actually, it's the and already there, but I'm having fun, Adamus. I'm having loads of fun. Why? Because I realize it's already there. I'm already enlightened. And I realize I can still play the game. I can still be addicted to life. I can still have fun. I can still, you know, learning is a lot of fun. And, and, and blossoming, unfolding is a lot of fun, so I'm doing that too, Adamus. So next time I ask the question, why did you wait? I didn't. I didn't. I am enlightened. And I'm also having fun playing this game. Damn, I'm creating things like you're doing. Damn, I'm just having fun doing the things I didn't allow myself to do in other lifetimes. I'm having a party this afternoon. It's because I can. Adamus, that's why. A hush falls over the audience. <laughs> I'm not sure if that was one of those wise, oh yeah, or one of those, what is he talking about? <laughs> Would you please open the beer and get on with this? Okay, next question. Linda at the ready. Next question. 
Uh, by the way, I want to keep today simple. I know you have a party, so I just want to get on with things. So. Uh, we won't get very deep. This is not going to be one of those classic shouts, if that's okay. There's some that just are. I mean, it's just, you know, it was that time of the month, so to speak, and we just had to do it. Uh, so, next question is, uh, do you believe in God? Okay, now, do you realize that on this planet, about 78% of the world's population believes in a form of God, to varying degrees, of course, and different gods, of course. But about 78% believe in uh, this supreme being or force outside of themselves. That leaves about 22%, and uh, so about 10% actually just are avowed atheists. There is no God. Of course, you know, it doesn't matter. You can, you can disavow God, uh, but the funny thing is about an atheist, a true atheist would never even consider it, doesn't know the word, it's not in their consciousness. That's a real atheist. They're like, what did you say? What are you talking about? They have no understanding of God. The, the so-called atheists, they go back and forth in their mental mind all the time about God. doesn't matter to me whether they believe or not. Actually, atheists are the easiest to work with. Uh, they, they, just, they don't have a lot of preconceived notions or big hopes or desires. Uh, they, they, they live, they die. Uh, when they die, they're so fun to work with. <laughs> Hello? You're dead. Like, no, I'm not. I can still feel myself, still aware. But you're dead. You do not have a body. Look, let me show you. What See that car accident down there? That, that's you. Oh, so there was a God. Oh, oh, I should have listened to my mother. Then, of course, they start confessing, which I don't want to hear. <laughs> they, they think now's the time to confess, and uh, no, 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 no. It's like, you know, you're dead, and you just don't have a body anymore, and you could still be an atheist. You can still be an atheist. That's okay. We'll get to that later. It's pretty funny, actually. And then there is a percent of the population, they just don't get it. I mean, God, anything. They just don't get it. They don't want to get it. They're not atheists. They're uh, irreligious. They just don't get it. They don't want to get it. It's too much to think about. You try talking to them about afterlife or spirit or God or miracles or anything like that. They're so uh, focused on the, the core, rudimentary things of life, they don't get it. But 75% of humans on this planet believe in, or 78 percent, believe in some sort of supreme being. That's probably the, one of the single most um, mass consciousness concepts of anything, of anything on this planet. So you can imagine the influence it has. So Linda, let's run to the audience here. I'm going to ask a question, do you believe in God? Yes. April, do you believe in God? Not 
not in the typical definition of God. No. Okay, good. Uh, and what definition then? Consciousness, I guess. It would be an awareness, a force. Do you pray? No. No? Uh, it would be okay if you did. Uh, <laughs> uh, mm. Do you believe there is some higher being? Not higher, no. Lower? Not lower either. <laughs> no, I, I, I... You And you realize, please, for all of you, I'm, I play with you like this, uh, just to get the energies going. Yeah, okay, not higher, not lower. What? Trying to get out of my head here. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to do. Yes. Yes, really hard. What you do is you take a deep breath, and then I spit on you. <laughs> <laughs> it woke her up. Yes. <laughs> she went out. I didn't actually do it, but see, oh, I say it over and over. If you're going to teach, you've got to distract. You really do, because what happens is people get into their heads, and then, and then oh, they get so limited and stuffed up and that. You have to do something to distract. <laughs> You know, so we got you out of your head now. Now you actually, during all this distraction, you had kind of a good feeling, or something uh, came up. What, what was that about God? God is me. Good. Everything is that as good as it me. gets. Yes, that's damn good. <laughs> good. <laughs> you guys are learning. Good. And um, give me just one word to describe. The God that you're you're feeling into. Sweetness. Sweetness. That's not a word I choose to describe God, but I like it. I, I was like going to say love. But you know, let's get our our real writing board up here. Not not this thing is very strange. Uh, but let's no, get a let's get that writing board up there. So okay, sweetness. So good. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't it a relief to be done with that? Yes. Oh. But you know what's going to happen later on? You're going to be reliving this moment that's recorded for all history and is on videotape. You're going to be reliving it, and you're going to go back and forth in your mind. What should I have said? What should I have done? Damn oh, it, Adamus had, had me on the spot. Damn it, Adamus was uh, – I knew, but I just couldn't say. And then you'll get it. Yeah. Good. Oh. Okay, I'll just do this then when I'm writing. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> no, it's all right. They want me on my knees all the time. I don't know why. You're asking about God. <laughs> sure, why not? God. So while we're waiting for this, of the 78% who believe in God, there's a variety of different ways to define it. Some believe in deism. Big God up there, one God, almighty, really removed, but kind of over everything, everything. Uh, the affairs of humans, the affairs of the universe, uh, but way out there somewhere, the, the deity out there. And there's a lot of different religions that have their own definition of the deity. There are, there are some who call it Allah, some who call it God, uh, there are some who call it spirit or whatever, but deities. Uh, there are those who have a pantheistic, pantheistic view of God. God's in everything. God is 
nature. God is in the air. God is in all of us. But even in that belief system, God is still grander. It's in everything, but it's somehow still grander. Those are the two primary ways of defining one's belief in God. Let's go around a little bit more. Uh, do you believe in God? Well, there's no judgment in this. We're going to write, uh, would you mind writing sweetness? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not calling you sweetness. Yeah, sure. That's a word to put up there. But you're pretty sweet. Very sweet, as a matter of fact. Yes. Sure. Sure, you believe in God. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and what, how would you define that God, or how would you characteristic, characterize it? Well, it's omnipresent. I'm, I'm all over the place. Me? Um, yeah, the big om. Omnipresent, omnipotent, uh, all-powerful, all-knowing. Is this your God? No, that's why he created us to go out and get an experience for him or her. Right. Them. Right. Isn't it tough? Him or her? What do you use? It. Uh, yeah, it's a difficult one. So you believe that God is. Hey, I'm still alive after all the shit I pulled. There, <laughs> there is, is a God. A God. <laughs> there is a God. <laughs> I love it. Brilliant. Good. So give me a, a word or two for the board. Um, universal. Universal. Okay. Good. What about beyond the universe, though? Well, the universe is kind of a small place, all things considered. Well, let's go to the multiverse. The omniverse. Multi the omni omniverse. Good, good. I like it. Give me a doubt and I'll omniverse. give you an episode. So let's just uh, we'll put underneath uh, another point there. Just omni. Omnidirectional. Omnisexual. Omni everything, right? Oh, here, let me recharge that for you. <laughs> okay, next. Uh, yes. Thank you. Do you believe in God? A, a light subject today. If there was a God, we'd have better magic markers. <laughs> yes. Me. Oh, you're God? Yeah. Okay, well, so what? So there. I mean, so. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with that? I mean, what do you do with that? Well, See, that's I'm what God. we're here to figure out, I think, right? <laughs> what we do with that. Yeah, what, what do you do with that? I mean, you know, I'm God, and did you create the universe? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of my better days. <laughs> one of your better days. Huh? You created hell also. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So totally give me a couple that. words for the board. Uh, God. <sighs> God. And while you're thinking about that, do you realize as many people believe in God, believe in angels, actually a little bit higher percent, bordering on 80 percent, of humans believe in some type of angelic being. Not quite God, but not human. Some being that uh, has a little bit more power, a little bit more charm, a little bit nicer uh, than the humans. More humans believe in this, uh, what I call the middle beings, than they do in God. Now that's interesting. How could you believe in angels if you didn't really believe in God? Humans are really weird. Yes. Okay. Now back to your word. Nice distraction. Yeah. <laughs> so good. 
The true distraction happens when they hardly notice it. They can feel it, but they're so willing to go along with it, they won't be so impolite as to mention it. They just flow with that. Oh, okay. Yes. Not that you were impolite, of course. You were astute. Thank you. Yes. Conscious creatorship. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I'll let that slide this time. Tumacchio? <laughs> Getting there. Getting there? Getting there. Well, it's the, it's the creating. Creating. But being aware of it, like not doing oh, it in this okay. asleep state, but like really choosing and creating. Yes. Okay. That's what I meant. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. We'll just put um, uh, aware creator, creator, conscious creator. Uh, Either. Yeah, either. Either. Okay, put aware either. Creator just write either. either. Just write either. Just write Aware yeah. creator. <laughs> aware creator. Okay. A couple more. For everybody watching in online right now, I, I ask you the same question as I'm asking everybody here. Do you believe in God? By the way, there's no right or wrong answer. There's no right or wrong. It, it's an important discussion, and I'll get to my point at least in the next year or so. Oh, good. Good. Okay. One? Yes. Do you believe in God? Yes. If there was a God, there, there, people wouldn't die. That's what they say. If there was a God, there wouldn't be all the pain and suffering on earth. What? Do you believe in God? I believe in me. Believe in you, but, but okay. But do you believe in God? To some extent. To some extent, okay. <laughs> uh, your religious background is. I was Catholic. You were Catholic. Uh, the past tense, I, I take it. Yeah. Yeah. Ever feel just the long arm of the church still kind of probing? No. Really? No. Oh, you're going to see that they are. And you do. But that's okay. You can tell him he's lying. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. You're not sure. twisting her? Oh, no, I can see right through. <laughs> it's like I, I, I'm always amazed that, that people say things, and, and that's not really what's there. And that's one of the things you're discovering about yourself. What you thought about you is not really you. You start to realize that well, you were born and raised Catholic, and, and uh, you, nuns in your life? None. No. <laughs> no. Were there back then? No. No. Priests? Um, what kind of Catholic church did you school. go to? No nuns, no priests? What? Well, we Hindu had, monks, maybe? We had church every day, usually around Every yeah. day. Around lunchtime. Yeah, but there was no nuns in the school, just just priests, priest. brothers. Uh, no. Just priests. Wow. Okay. Um, but where were we? You distracted me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you start to discover there are there are layers, and even though you are no longer going to Catholic church, there is still a. There's still an influence there, kind of an overlay. Not bad, but it's still there to a degree. I'll show you later. And how would you define in one or two words God? That doesn't come to mind. <laughs> it's okay. Um, let, let's come around in another way. When you feel, when I talk about God, what, what Pops into the mind right away. Machio. Machio, yeah, that's good. Could I could I add a few things? A little bit of fear, a little bit of doubt, uh, kind of a overshadowing would be the word I would use. Uh, overshadowing, kind of like it's there, 
intellectually, I don't believe it, the macchio part of God, but the overshadow is there, kind of like a cloud. A little bit. A little bit. Not so much that it's causing you big trouble in your life, but it's holding you, all of you, back a little bit. Okay, thank you. And one more. Thank you. Isn't it tremendous pressure? Wow. You're being tough. And when you consider that, from that camera, millions of people around the world and God were watching you. God was particularly interested. What's she going to say about me today? Okay, next. Believe in God? Yes. And that God would be? I think this is a very good question, Adamus. Sure. <laughs> because we God hear, asked me to ask it. Well, I'm going to yeah. explain that to him, yes. her, it. Him. Um, him. We are expressing somewhere in our paths, I am God also. Yes. I'm a co-creator with God. Yes. Interesting to me, trying to figure out the crux of what you're asking. Yeah, yeah. And I guess to me, God, that word, means this omnipresent force, um, the all, that we individually are individually expressed, create Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. as an expression of that. God, and therefore we are God in expression. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I got to I just got to give you a, thank you, God. <laughs> so let's write, God that, is confusing. <laughs> but doesn't that make sense to you? I'm Nothing not that, makes not sense that, to me. Not that sense is... And I don't care. It doesn't have to. Right, because sense isn't the answer to right, the question. Logic, but yeah. as far as a knowingness, we individually, I think, especially Chambra, feel that oneness, that connection, that knowingness. I know that I know from time to time. And so in that instance, we are it, that it. Yes. But it seems to me that we we act as expressions of that one stuff of all. Not really. Oh. Well. No, well, I mean, yes, to a degree, <laughs> and I'll get to this in just a moment to okay. prove my point, but you actually helped me with my segue. Thank you. Oh, happy to Thank do you. so. Thank you. you. Bet. So what Thank are we going to write here? What, what's the... Um, okay, good question. Um, infinite, allness, God. What is God? All that is. All that is. Okay. Okay, infinite, machio. <laughs> really? Because what, I'm not, I'm are, not what are we creating with? What are we? What is that source? I know it's within us. You, you say it or you know it. You I, live it I have or you it. think it. I have lived it on occasion. How many occasions in this lifetime? Oh, let me see. Four hundred and seventy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, love the answer, your answer to that question. Yeah. Do I believe in God? <laughs> well, see, God is a word. And what does that mean when you ask but, that but, question? But 78% of the people on this planet believe in believe a version in something higher. of God. 
That's my point. And, and they, the, there is this overlay, this huge, dense, corrupt cloud that, that overlays humanity. And I said, we're going to keep it light today. So we're going to blow up God. Okay. Oh, that's light. That's and, light. And, and, no, I'm, I'm very serious. Yeah, that's light. It is light. Uh, you're going you're to feel much better after. <laughs> so thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. Yes, of course. So the individual specific answers were not that important. I want you to feel into what was going on here in the room. It's very obvious. Talk about God. That, that thing that's – I would say the only thing that probably has more awareness or more consciousness in humanity is the Super Bowl. And uh, <laughs> it's true, uh, but uh, it's actually a fact. It's in consciousness. And people – it is so confusing. The words I would use to describe the human's perception of God as confusing, overpowering, uh, distant, uh, obnoxious, um, vague, mental, male uh, – I'm going back to annoying again, very annoying uh, – and uh, all of these things. And that's what people believe in. They believe in a being out there greater than them. You say God or Allah or whatever it happens to be. Suddenly we're down on our knees worshiping. What is that about? But this is this is the one of the, the main fabrics of human consciousness, of humanity. It's one of the algorithms that creates your day-to-day life. The understanding of God is at best incredibly naive and perhaps at worst infinitely corrupt. Uh, on this planet. It is very yesterday. It is very controlled, and it is absolutely not accurate unless you want it to be, unless you believe it. I ask this question, simple question. You believe in God, and, and what then is God to you? You are much more conscious and intelligent, all the rest of those things, than many other humans. Even then, there was a somewhat of a struggle. You, you went mental. You tried to use the right words. You tried to relate to this thing that is just kind of a vague concept out there. Considering that you have a better understanding and more enlightenment, consider now going out these doors, going into town, and asking people on the street. The answers are absolutely pathetic in my very humble opinion. Absolutely pathetic. Of the 78 percent of people who believe in God, about maybe 60 to 62 percent let somebody else do their thinking about God. Let somebody else to determine what this God is. They don't ask questions. When one says, God the Father uh, up in heaven, why is it the Father? Where is heaven? What does God do all day? They let somebody else handle it. You, you ask a lot of people, what is God? 
I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, he's in heaven. What is wrong with this picture? And it, it continues. It continues, and then people are made to feel guilty and fearful about God. Oh, I don't have the right thoughts or beliefs about God. I've said here on this very stage, I hate God. I'm not worried. Of course, I'm not in human form. I have nothing to lose. But uh, no, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter because God is a construct of human consciousness, a reflection of human consciousness, and that's it. God has nothing to do with current human belief systems. But you can't tell them that because they'll kill you. And you can't tell them that because they get very flustered. They get very mental. The mental goes emotional. The emotional goes irrational. People are trained and taught to fear God, worship God. That makes no sense whatsoever. So the reason I bring this up on July 4th, Independence Day, is so that we, we, all of us here, you too, can bring in the new God. It's, it sounds like a big task, but it's really not that, that difficult to bring in a different God to this planet, not one that needs to be worshipped, not one that needs to uh, be prayed to, not one that's out there. I'm not just talking about the work, the, the things you're doing for yourself. I'm talking about into the consciousness of humanity. The current God, arguably, is God, the current consciousness of God is arguably 5,000 years old, something like that. It doesn't really matter, but it's old. It's really old. It's pathetic. It's very male. It's very angry, vindictive, all these other things. I'm not telling you anything. You don't know, of course. But what you may not realize is the influence that the concept of God has on this planet, the tremendous influence. And when you talk about God, even with learned theologians, they don't know. They put a lot of words to it words that make no sense to anyone, uh, including themselves. And they try to define it, and they have all these uh, academic uh, terms. They don't know. There are those who go back to the Bible or uh, any of the holy scriptures, but God is this. No, that was written a long time ago, and it doesn't apply. In Sedona a few weeks ago, I mentioned that it was the end of the New Age. What I didn't say, what I couldn't say there, but I can say here, it's actually the end of the God Age, end of the, God, the old God. It's the end of that age. It's an age of consciousness right now. It is difficult to talk about this concept of God because it does go mental. As Tobias said one time, God is an experience, absolutely an experience. You could talk about it all day long, and it makes no difference, but ultimately it's a personal experience. 
as esteemed as all of you are, there are still overlays that you carry with you a fear of God. You still, it, it, no matter what you might say, what you've learned, there is still kind of a God stigma that's in there. Kind of like, well, there's something out there, grand being, grand creator, grand omnipotent, all powerful, all. You still have that overlay. And it's time to let that go. It's time to let it go. Again, words make it difficult, but I'll, I'll use some. Uh, God is absolute simplicity, just core simplicity. There's nothing complex about this thing at all. It doesn't keep records. It knows no time. It really doesn't know your past. It just knows you. It doesn't keep score. It doesn't uh, make you be worthy to it. Not at all. It doesn't care. It's an uncaring God, and I mean that in a very good way. It doesn't dole out favors. It doesn't have favorite sports teams, <laughs> contrary to what many people think. God basically, as somebody mentioned here, is consciousness, just consciousness. But what is consciousness? Simply awareness, without form or structure, without size, without power, no power. The modern concept of God is the concept of power. You can use the words interchangeably, or you could have other religious types use the words interchangeably. I believe in power. I believe in uh, an almighty God. I believe in almighty power. That's the real core problem, the direct correlation between God and power on this planet. God has to live somewhere a long way away. It's so powerful. So powerful that he can't be. She, he can't be here. See the problems we run into with defining. Knows everything. God doesn't. Spirit, whatever you want to call it, doesn't care. Doesn't care at all. Oh, that's the greatest form of compassion, by the way. It's not an indifferent, not caring. It's so much compassion, because Spirit, God, doesn't see you as you see yourself. In this new age of consciousness, the biggest change that can come about this planet is the release of the old concepts of God. That's hard to do when it's been ingrained in your early years, your later years, lifetimes and lifetimes ingrained of some far-off being. What do we do? What do we do? First of all, we start uh, feeling, thinking, associating your beliefs about God. Now, you say one thing, but also at the same time when Linda's handing you the microphone, or even in your private time, say, um, I believe in a loving God. Hang on a second here. 
you say that you believe in a loving God, but there's also a very core, deep-seated belief in a vengeful God or an angry God, or a God, even if it's not vengeful and angry, a God that you haven't earned the respect of. You haven't uh, – you're not acknowledged by this God. So in spite of what you say, there are still these feelings and overlays. I know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that as much as you learn, there's still fear of death, the varying degrees amongst you, wondering what's going to happen. And you bring in the whole God thing as it relates to to death – oh, I meant power thing – as it relates to death. What's going to happen when you get to the other side? Who's going to meet you? Are you going to be able to fend for yourself? Big question. When I die and I get to the other side, oh, geez, am I going to be able to handle all these entities, all of this? You want a beer? Go outside. <laughs> Linda was motioning like I should take a drink. Sandra, how long have we known each other? 37,000 years, give or take a a few decades. 37,000 years, and you just think that she would be intuitive enough to understand it was time for coffee. (laughs) Don't give me the finger. Yeah, but you've already been there on it. She was giving you the arm. No. So let's go back to God. So you still worry about God. Right? You know, we, we get together like this and we all talk smart and you know, oh yeah, we're beyond those whole beliefs. Not really. There's still that fear. One of the biggest reasons people fear death is not just the physical pain. What the hell happens when you get over there? What are the power dynamics in the other realms? Or what is God in the other realms? That's a big concern. How are you going to ward off the evil spirits in the other realms, these uh, Satan and, and powerful beings and God? How are you going to handle all that? Are you going to be able to stay under the God radar up there as you tried to do down here? So let me circle back around to this. Is this fresh? Not fresh as you are. (laughs) 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 Okay. (coughs) Okay, I'll we'll handle it. So big, big, big is let's let's come into a new God consciousness. Let's, let's do that. First for you, and then let's let it radiate out to humanity, who's still stuck in a very old, powerful God. Let's go beyond concepts of God that are still held in the mind, because you said it. I didn't. You were referring to God as He. You said words like powerful, universal, uh, some of these other things. We could have gone on and on, uh, but it, it all come down to the same thing. It's confusion 
chaos, uncertainty, and fear. Kind of. God hasn't done a thing for you in your life. I like making statements like, oh, I wish some of the Christians would be watching. Uh, but they don't. What's wrong with them? Yeah. Uh, they're watching Christian television. Okay. Let's do this. For the next webcast, let's, let's change the name on the internet, maybe create a new website, New Christian Broadcasting. No. Well, <laughs> and we'll put a show out there. No. Yes. And uh, New Christian Broadcasting. I love it. No. <laughs> Hell no. Praise and worship. And then Jesus, we'll, no. We'll continue our discussion like we're doing right now. So, God hasn't done a thing for you, and that's the way it should be. Hasn't done you any favors, didn't save you from that uh, potential bad accident, didn't bring the love of your life into your life where you got divorced from anyway, didn't do anything, didn't make you smarter, brighter, or anything else. It's a weird God that people believe in. They're always praying. Actually, about <laughs> during any, any given nighttime sequence, uh, about somewhere 9 to 10 percent of the thought energy going out there is to, towards prayer. Uh, about probably 60 percent is sexual, but the rest is prayer. <laughs> and every night it goes out. I mean, I can feel it depending where I'm hanging around, but. You know, as night comes, people go to bed, the prayers start. I don't know if it's humorous. It's really great comedy. I don't know if it's the saddest thing on the planet, because God doesn't answer prayers. God doesn't care. Uh, God doesn't even love you. <laughs> oh, see, I, I hit the nerve. I finally hit the nerve. Oh, oh, there, there it goes, there it goes. You just saw, it. you witnessed it right here. It's, it's being videotaped. Uh, all of you out there. Oh, you're doing the same thing. Oh, no, God doesn't love you. Isn't that a tough one? Now that, that, when I say that, that'll show you your connection. You got to have God love you. You got to have God. Be smarter than you, bigger than you, more powerful than you. God doesn't love you. Why? Because it's actually humans that created love, that first experienced love. God didn't lo know love until humans came along. Humans are the ones, out of their great, great passion for it was kind of weird passion. It was a passion in, to be in life. It was a passion based out of loneliness to find another. It was a passion to get back home, uh, which <laughs> God isn't home either. God is not home. Knocking on, hello, God, nobody there. It, that created love. That created this most amazing thing that's now all over the cosmos. But God didn't create it. God didn't love you, <gasps> and still doesn't. That's the ultimate God test. I hear all the words, and I hear all the concepts, and all the discussion about God. Go up to a rabbi someday, and God doesn't love you. Oh! Oh! <laughs> no, it's really good. That's the ultimate test of their 
of their overshadowing of a very old God. God, you want God to love you. You want God to recognize you. You want God to be better than you. None of the above. God. (laughs) (laughs) You win some, you lose some. I want you to feel into this for a moment, please. There's no need for God to be supreme. No need. Now, the mind is clicking away. Now, you're trying to fill a void right now, fill the old God void. So what do you believe in? Where do you place this God? Just stop for a moment. Stop trying so hard to replace God. There's no need for God to be supreme or have any power. I'm glad that God doesn't love you, because love can be such a painful thing. Love can turn on you in a given moment. You know that. Love can be so harsh at times – so beautiful, of course, but so harsh. And I'll really put it on you. If God loved you, then you wouldn't have to love yourself, you see. You would be letting God do it. Hmm. God doesn't have a need to love you, to have amorous feelings about you at all, because God, Spirit, is simply compassion and awareness. These are human attributes. You put on something called God, Spirit, Allah, whatever, projections of human desires that go up into this cloud and create this thing called God, and it's none of the above. It's none of those. You want to define it. You want to put it in words. Ultimately, it's undefinable. It is only an experience. We will attempt to put a few definitions, but uh, flexible definitions. I would say the first is simple. Simple. Spirit is simple. Has no need for complexity whatsoever. And neither do you. Neither do you. Spirit is Let's call it awareness or consciousness, realization. And the awareness doesn't have to be self-aggrandizing, doesn't need one to worship it, doesn't need to have rules and regulations. It is simply, I am. And this awareness is something you also have. There is a lot of discussion about uh, being soul beings, and are you extensions of God, and uh, is, is God still the big player? No, 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 none of those. You still want to somehow hang on to a, a very deep and old belief that you are from God. You, are, you were created, and you weren't. You're not. You're not from God. You're not the. 
You're not a little puppy dog of God's. You're not God's children either. You're, you're not on a leash from God. You're not going back home, as you know, but you're also not on some sort of God leash that's controlling you, pulling you back, or wanting you to do certain things. It's very, a very strange feeling to suddenly say, God doesn't love me, and to suddenly say, God didn't create me. Very strange, almost an empty feeling. And I simply ask you to be with that emptiness for a little bit. You're going to try to define it. You're going to try to say, well, here's what Adamus was saying, and here's how I'm going to redefine this, and I'll try to, I'll try to polish the, the God turd a little bit and make it a little bit better. And, and, but it is. It's, it's a big one, and it sits right in the middle of the human consciousness punch bowl. It's <laughs> I was channeling you, mofo. (laughs) You're going to try to redefine, and I'm asking all of you between now and our next gathering not to. You're going to go through consternations about God, and I'm going to tell you right now, when you lay your head down at night to try to go to sleep, I'm going to be there, and we're going to talk about God some more. I'm going to keep pushing on this, and you're going to try to ignore it. You're going to try to, ah, it's too much for me to handle, Uh, and you're going to ignore it, but I'm going to be right there, because we, together, are going to bring a new awareness and consciousness of God to this planet. We're not going to write a lot of lengthy books. We're not going to have rules and regulations. It's going to be a feeling, an experience of the new God. Uh, and I'm going to tell you right away, we're going to have a redefining, a clearing house, and, and bringing in a new feeling, and it's not going to be uh, the ultimate truth. It will shift. Maybe ten years from now, maybe a hundred or five hundred, it will shift again uh, with the consciousness. God. I don't even like the word. I, I actually I call, I call this awareness. I call it Theo. Theo. Would you write that down? Theo. I once had a dog by the name of Theo. It used to bite me all the time. <laughs> Theo. <laughs> I had another dog by the name of Sart. And, uh, <laughs> Theo, I call it um, the Eternal One. But the Eternal One. I, I always like that name. It's the Eternal One. It was oneness, it's eternal, it goes on, no time, doesn't take up space. Its simplicity is its oneness. Uh, Theo also, I believe, means God in Greek. So it's a very good word to use. Theo, the Eternal One. That's my word. I, a long time ago, I stopped using God or some of the even spirit. Even that got to be a little overused. It's in consciousness. So mine is just Theo. Also sounds like Theodore, uh, guy next door. Yeah, Thea. Thea. Thea for the female version, sure. 
but that doesn't be, uh, make it work with the eternal one. The eternal A? Everything is E. The, eter- the. You see, that's why I just use Theo. And it's not a male name. It's just the eternal one. Theodore is not male? Theodore is male, but Theo the original Greek had nothing to do really with male or female, it's just God. And the origins of that word, the Greek word theo, meant, and this is very important, is. It meant is. God is. That's all it meant, is is. God is. And from there we can go anywhere because God is. God is uh, in everything. And also kind of up there. God is singular, but everywhere. Put it this way, God is undefinable in the best way possible, because God is. Whatever one chooses to believe and feel, it is. Therefore, it's God. It's part of you. It's part of um, consciousness. I don't even like the word creation for that. And let's go one step further. Uh, I always like to say, God is my, and fill in the blank, God is my everything. My thoughts and feelings, my body, my, thought, my, my emotions, my potentials. And yes, to bring that around, because you are God. You are God. Now, that's not meant in a braggadocious way. It's not meant in a way even to put any pressure on you to say, oh, but if I'm God, how come I can't suddenly manifest a glass of wine? That those are (laughs) human human desires. So God is my, and then you fill in the blank. God is my whatever whatever it is. God is my my thoughts right now. God are all my feelings. So I'm going to ask you again between now and our next session, God is my whatever that happens to be. I'd like to move beyond this whole concept of something out there that's probably particularly more male, more uh, controlling, that has power. It is very simple. Very, very simple, but yet it's going to be difficult. As you have learned now, simple things can be very challenging. Let me go one step further in this. Do you know what algorithms are? An algorithm is a uh, – it's used in software. It's, it's a process that takes place for a particular end result. or. In mathematics, there are algorithms, there are mathematical formulas that lead to uh, a final answer. Algorithm basically means the flow, the, the pattern that gets to a certain outcome. There is a, there is a God algorithm. Algorithms. Uh, they're so they're not like digital algorithms or scientific algorithms or nature. Even nature has its patterns, its algorithms. Algorithms ultimately are based on belief systems, 
And you say, no, but it's mathematical, it's truth. Well, math is just a belief system. Or you say, well, no, it's digital and the algorithm to certain software has to be certain ways. No, it's still just a belief system. It's the flow of consciousness which attracts energies which bring some type of end result, some type of manifestation. So ultimately, every algorithm is the result of a belief system. There's a God algorithm right now on the planet. There is a flow, a process that takes place. Comes as a result of people's belief systems, creates certain patterns that wind up in certain uh, manifestations or creations. The the uh, unrestricted, the free God algorithm is the very thing that uh, you know how you say sometimes. Ah, oh, the matter of circumstances where I'm. Something happened. I met a person. The chances of that, the two of us meeting at this time, this place, with all the variables, almost impossible, magical. No, it's actually a God algorithm that creates all the circumstances, even if it involves hundreds of other people, even if it seems to be by chance. It's just a God algorithm. Sometimes what you would think to be very, very complex, because there's all these layers, all these things that are happening, all these potential chances and improbabilities and everything else, but in the God algorithm, the Theo algorithm, the, the uh, what I would say, the light algorithm, it's so easy. I mean, the human mind is baffling and overwhelming, but if I hadn't turned at a certain moment to hear a noise that uh, was suddenly there, to see a person who just – I glanced at them just at the side, but it was somebody that I have had to meet because they were going to tell me about some new opportunity. If I hadn't – if that noise hadn't been there, you're like, oh my God, life is so risky, and it's like, what, ha- what if? In the God algorithm, it's no problem. It just flows. It just happens. It's just there. The algorithm basically comes from uh, passion and desire, and not not human so much, but a deep inner passion that creates what I'm going to call light, but not not like these lights, a stream of light. Basically kind of like a stream of consciousness, but not quite. But so let's just call it a stream of life, a radiance of consciousness that goes out. It attracts, basically in this reality, three different types of uh, energies – electric, magnetic, and something I call plunk. It's right up there. Nobody knows about it yet. Science doesn't know about it. But plunk is basically – it's a real word that we use. It's basically gravity, uh, but in a kind of a different way than what you know gravity to be. It has a tremendous influence on ultimate manifestation. There is gravity, as you know, because when you drop something on the floor, uh, 
it, it, when you drop it, it falls. There's also anti-gravity, the, the, kind of like the reverse of gravity. It's not that it sucks it up, <laughs> but it, the gravitational force uh, brings something or repels something. Gravity just isn't a physical phenomena. It is an emotional phenomena. There is gravity in your emotions. It's a phenomena of your passion, your desire as well. It attracts or repels things. So you put that in conjunction with magnetics and with uh, electronics, electric impulses. So you got this beam of light, kind of like the stream of consciousness, coming and picking up all these energies negatively and positively charged in the form of electric, magnetic, and plunk, suddenly you have reality. Suddenly you have the algorithm of God. Suddenly you have manifestation. So now let me wrap this all up. It's time for a new consciousness of God on this planet, and many will resist it. You don't have to go out and evangelize to anybody. It's just realizing it for yourself, and it's out there. It's one of the biggest inhibitors of freedom on this planet. God, religion, very old, old concepts. Once you get free of some of these old concepts of God, once it becomes an experience, a freeing, liberating experience, you start to understand how this all works. Not from a biological, scientific, but from the God algorithm. And then suddenly you're in it. You're not outside of it. It's not a mystery how these things happen. You're no longer dealing with power, so you don't have to worry about blowing up the universe or hurting somebody else. You're suddenly realizing how everything comes together, and then you suddenly start realizing how you are the God algorithm, how you affect everything, how you create everything. There's a lot to go through on a single day, and I would like to end this just with a short mirab. There's a lot of thoughts, a lot of wondering where we're going to go, what you're, what you're supposed to be understanding, what you're supposed to get. Just stop a minute. Just stop a minute. It's just about being the experience of God, of Spirit, rather than having it is this vague mystery out there. Let's turn down the house lights to our mirab setting. Let's take a good deep breath. In the Mirab, we just allow the shift of consciousness. You don't have to think about it. We don't have to effort with it. I said a lot of words today. A lot of you can feel the energies flying around the room, flying around wherever you happen to be. Let's take a deep breath and start to realize your freedom. Your freedom from uh, the old God of power and control, fear, 
Oh yeah, and even love. And just, even as I've been talking, you're wondering, well, am I a bad person if I don't hold on to that old God? Am I not believing in God anymore? No. I'm just shifting. Just shifting. So that ultimately, Theo is going to be much more personal, radiant, alive, real. Suddenly, emerging of both science and spirit. Once you start really understanding the God algorithm, the flow of consciousness into manifestation, suddenly it's bringing together these two worlds that have been apart for a long time, science and religion. That's what we're doing here. Suddenly starting to really bring to life Theo. Really bringing it in as an experience, not as a belief system or thoughts. So I ask you, are you comfortable with undefining God? Comfortable with going to a new level of consciousness. God doesn't have to be out there. God doesn't even have to love you. That's a tough one. Are you all right with just setting that aside and letting yourself begin to experience? The Eternal One, even letting go of concepts as Creator, come to realize that it's not that kind of relationship. You're not a God puppet. You really weren't created by, built by, designed by God. Weird, kind of a weird feeling. Well, where did I come from? Shh. God is. God is my feeling, my knowingness. God is my compassion. God is my day to day life. God is my naivety as well as my intelligence. I like that. God is my, and then whatever. It doesn't have to be just the good stuff either, it can be the tough stuff. God is all my garbage. All my garbage. All my guilt and shame. God doesn't mind. So we're going into 
relatively uncharted territories here. It takes some pretty bold and courageous beings to do that, but it's time. We're going to where we're talking about. I love this the God algorithms, the the flow stream of consciousness as it picks up energy, it picks up dynamics and life, and then it becomes so. Take a good deep breath and just just take this moment to allow. It's going to be fascinating to watch, to feel in your own experience, your own realization. You know, when you can be comfortable saying, "I don't need God to love me." I don't require that. Again, initially, kind of an empty, weird feeling, but then suddenly, oh wow, that was a pretty big trip I was putting on Theo. It was a pretty big trip I was putting on myself, actually. So it's. Independence Day here in America. It's Sovereignty Day here at the Crimson Circle. Time of freedom and liberty, of life, and of enlightenment. Take a good deep breath. Take a good deep breath. The storm will pass, as they always do. I'm addressing those who are here at the Crimson Circle Center. The storm will pass. A little bit of wind and rain. The storm comes in to cleanse. You ever notice how the storms just seem to come at the right or maybe the wrong moment? Just comes. Why does it come right now? It's the God algorithm. And again, you, the mind tries to figure out how does all this happen and why. Then suddenly you take a deep breath and you realize it's just absolutely perfect. It's just appropriate. And then you take a deep breath and you realize, you know, I finally get it. What Adama says: all is well in all of creation. With that, my dear friends, we'll be back next month for more. Thank you. Always an honor serving you. Thanks. <laughs> so thank you for being here. Thank you. I think there's a lot of wonderful information for us to just take time and integrate with that. Allow it and just be with yourself. Thank you for being here with Jeffrey Channeling Adamas, and we'll see you back here again in exactly, I think, four weeks, which is probably like August 1st, so the first Saturday of August. Until then, God is my what? <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll see you then. Thank you. <laughs>